Hey, Reach Paramount, welcome to our podcast. Hey, this message continues our series on love with Pastor Omar Lopez in a message entitled, Love is Not Easily Angered. Enjoy this message. Well, you can be seated today. We appreciate your giving and your liberality to the house and the conference and all that's going on. We appreciate every single one of you that's here today. In fact, why don't you turn to your neighbor and say, you're in the right place at the right time right now i believe that today and uh it's just a joy to be here with you all and to minister this message uh we've been doing the love series we carried it on from february and now we carried it on here through march and most of the time when we think about love uh, people have an opposite view of what real love is And love can seem a little backwards, it can seem a little upside down. And love can start from excitement to exhausting to expiring. And if you've ever experienced that in your life, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, But what I want to share this morning is something that we can all relate to. In fact, I don't think there's anyone in this building today that has not experienced this and cannot, uh, won't be able to relate to this. I think every single one of us, to a degree, We'll be able to relate to what I'm going to talk about today, and it's, it's going to hit home. Am I, can I just preach this morning? And uh, uh, I have a lot to say, and I'm going to try to say it as quick as I can. I've got way more information than I'm going to be able to convey to you today, but I believe that if you'll listen, it, it, it'll set you free. It'll. How many know the truth will set you free? That's what Jesus said. And so I'm going to read. I'm going to read just verse of scripture here. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, in just one part of that scripture, it said, Love is not easily angered. Love is not easily angered. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for the word of God. We thank you for the people of God that are here today. And Lord, I pray that the word would just minister to them. The word would just unfold in their hearts and lives. Help them to embrace your word. Uh, with openness today remove every obstacle uh, so many things that are on our mind today help us to give you our 100 percent undivided attention lord i pray that today you'd anoint every word that i speak and that the people would hear the voice behind the voice in jesus name and everyone said amen so probably anger is probably one of the most misunderstood and misapplied emotions that we have as human beings uh, because all of us naturally have anger and the scripture said love is not easily angered so what i want to say to you is many times we think of anger as a sin but not necessarily let me say that again anger is not necessarily a sin it's how you apply the anger and it's how you use the anger that it could become a sin Sometimes healthy anger is good for you, and I'll explain that to you. A lot of people think that anger is a sin, and again, not necessarily. Sometimes it's the most appropriate response to what's going on. In fact, when you look in Scripture, you're going to find that God uh, many times was angry at the response to sin and evilness in the world. God responded in anger, in anger, we call that a holy anger or a righteous anger. Uh, he was angry when uh, kings and leaders led their people into idolatry. There was an anger of God. There was this righteous anger. He was uh, he got angry 
with the disciples when they didn't allow the children to come to him. Uh, the Bible said that Jesus was angry at that point. And what happens is uh, when sin begins to grieve someone uh, and sin begins to even grieve us, uh, it will cause a stirring of anger. Uh, sometimes anger is evident that you love someone and you care. How many of you have ever gotten angry when someone is being bullied? When someone innocent, uh, unprovoked, uh, if someone was to hurt your children or your wife or someone close to you and without being provoked that your wife didn't do anything, your children didn't do anything, and someone is trying to hurt them and you didn't get angry, I would say uh, you're dead. You're, uh, you're a vegetable. I don't know what to tell you. You don't have any emotion because I would say to you that that would cause us to be anger, angry because otherwise we're heartless uh, and we don't have any emotion. So the opposite of love is not anger. The opposite of love is being apathetic. And what I mean by that is a person that doesn't care, a person that doesn't, isn't concerned, is an apathetic person. And so what I want to say to you today, what I want to talk about today, love is not easily angered. I want to talk about how do we manage anger? anger? How, do we, how do we manage it in our life? How do we apply it appropriately? Because believe it or not, good anger actually produces good uh, marriages when the anger is correct because you don't want anything to interfere in your marriage. You don't want people to get in between your marriage. Are you listening to me? Uh, Unappropriately, it could be produced bad things, but believe it or not, when anger is applied correctly, it produces good leadership. It produces good businesses. It produces good family when it is properly applied, especially when it begins to protect others. As the pastor, I've gotten angry when some snake comes into the church. Are you listening to me? Um, some Susie or Susie, Susie walks in and is trying to seduce a bunch of guys. Uh, uh, that will get me angry. Or when you get a guy that's a wolf and wants to prowl on every woman in the church, that will get me angry. Are you listening to me? And so this is not a nightclub. This is the house of God. This is not a pickup place. This is the house of God. And so when that happens, we would protect the ladies. We protect the men because we, this is the place of worship. And I'll tell you, as leadership in this church, if there's a guy that's frequently uh, inboxing you from this church and you don't know very well, let us know about it. Uh, if, if there's a woman that's doing that, hounding you, let us know about it. Are you with me? Because what happens is uh, if, it, if it hisses like a snake, uh, if it twists like a snake, that's a snake. If it howls like a wolf and growls like a wolf and bites like a wolf, that's a wolf. And so we can identify that person. Are, are you with me so far? And so that will get us angry. And so, uh, again, in Scripture, the Bible teaches us uh, how to manage our anger correctly. Now, just because you don't erupt like a volcano doesn't mean you don't get angry. There are two extremes to anger. One of them is when you blow up on everybody, if you ever met that person. And the second one is when you stuff it inside. So you could be a maniac, you explode, and you could be a mute. You keep it all inside. I kind of use the illustration of a, of a skunk 
and a turtle. A skunk is the person that just stinks up the place and just spews out of their mouth everything. And then the turtle kind of hides inside, becomes like a manny martel. You know, he just keeps it inside and, and, and hides it, but it's building inside. He's angry. And here's the unique thing. Usually when people get married, one's a skunk and one's a turtle. <laughs> right? One, one, you know, holds it all in. And, you know, but it, they're angry. They're boiling. And the other one, the skunk, stinks up every place they go. And so here's what I want to say to you. We need to learn how to manage our anger correctly by the Holy Spirit. They, they, they did statistics. They found that a woman at an average, she loses her temper three times a week. But a man, he loses his temper at least six times a week. They said women frequently get mad with other people, but men get mad at stuff and machines. How many know what I'm talking about? So... What I've learned today and what I want to teach you today is how do you manage, how do you learn to manage your anger? Because again, uh, there could be a healthy type of anger that protects your family and protects others, uh, or it could be an unhealthy anger where it's destroying relationships today. So how do you tame your temper? And again, I read the scripture out of 1 Corinthians 13, but I want to focus one, a great teaching about anger and how to retain your temper is really found in the book of Proverbs, the book of wisdom. And so if you want some wisdom, if you want some instruction, if you want some insight on how to manage your anger, I want to go into the book of Proverbs. I'm going to give you a whole bunch of scriptures in the book of Proverbs to kind of show you how to manage your anger. And again, love is not easily angry. The first thing I want to say to you is that God helps us to manage our temper because we have to resolve. We have to, be, have to be able to resolve in our heart that we want to manage it. You have to be intentional. You can't just say, well, it is what it is. You can't keep saying, well, I can't control it. You ever met people like that? I just can't control it. That's a fat lie. I just don't know why I get angry. I mean, and we make excuses. You know, I get angry because people make me angry. That person, may, it's like somebody's forcing you to get angry. We are forcing you, you know. No, that's not what happens. Nobody gets you angry without your permission. So you can't tell me people just make you angry. I, I don't know. I just, you know, I, I just can't control it. Let me tell you how, you, how I know that's a lie. If you, if you were in Walmart, not that I've seen you in Walmart, but let's say you were in the parking lot in Walmart, sitting in your car, and you were arguing with a family member in your car. I'm not saying it's your wife, husband, could be brother, but you're arguing, and it's a heated argument. I mean, you're in the car, you have the windows up, and you're in a heated argument, and you're just venting, and all of a sudden, there's a knock at the window, and it's your pastor. And you say, oh, praise the Lord. Hello, Pastor. See, see how you were able to switch? You flipped the, 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 the script real quick. You're able to control it, so don't tell me you can't control it. Don't tell me all of a sudden uh, you're able to flip it just like you are in control. So don't say it's uncontrollable. It's a choice. Just like love is a choice, anger is a choice. You chose to be angry that day. You chose to respond 
in anger. It's a choice. Nobody made you do it. And I'm going to read you a scripture again. It's just the Bible. If you get offended, uh, you got to blame the Bible. Don't blame me. Proverbs 29, 11. A fool, a fool gives vent to his anger. But a wise man keeps himself under control. In other words, he is able to keep. He makes a choice. It's, he takes on responsibility. He's not blaming everybody else. He's resolved in his heart that he's going to keep it under control. But the Bible said the fool just lets it vent, just lets it flow. And when I'm talking about resolving, I'm talking about making a choice in advance. Not, not waiting till your blood pressure goes up. Not waiting for the vein to start popping. Not, not waiting all of a sudden you're so angry and so upset. In the heat of the moment, it's probably too late. You need to already in advance say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to let this thing get me angry. I'm not going to allow this thing to get in. I, I'm decided today. I decided before we started in this. I'm not going to allow this thing to get me so angry. Number two, you have to remember the cost of anger. If you're going to learn how to manage it, it's going to cost you something if you just let it all out. And I've seen people pay a heavy price because of their anger. Uncontrolled anger, there is the price. And it's likely that most of us don't think about the price until after all, it's all done already. Proverbs 29, 22 says, a hot-tempered man gets in all kinds of trouble. How many can say amen to that? When you're hot-tempered, when you just let it go, it causes all sorts and all kinds and all kinds of different trouble in your life because you're hot-tempered and you're going to get yourself in many types of trouble. Ecclesiastes 7, 9, do not... Uh, be not quick in your spirit to become angry, for anger lodges in the heart of a fool. Anger lodges, it settles, it resides, it lives in the heart of a fool. You've allowed anger to get a hold of your life, to rule your life. Uh, see, if you're going to have a good soul, if you're going to allow God to work through your life, you've got to realize in your mind, you've got to already say, you know what? I'm not going to allow this anger to get the best of me. Somebody say amen. Remember the cost. Proverbs 15, 18, a hot temper causes all kinds of arguments. Proverbs 14, 29, anger causes all kinds of mistakes. Here it is. Uh, Proverbs 14, 17, people with hot temper do foolish things. You, you do things that you would not normally do, but you've allowed that anger. See, I'm preaching to some of you today, uh, and, and, and I'm saying to you today, when you get angry, you lose your IQ, man. You've, you do stupid and embarrassing things. Proverbs eleven twenty nine. the fool who provokes his family to anger and resentment will finally have nothing worthwhile left. Oh, my goodness. Your, fa- your, your, your anger can cost you your family. Your anger can cost you your marriage. When you begin to get angry, you'll lose your reputation. You'll lose the respect of other people. You can lose the love of your family around you. Did you know that the body is not even designed to anger, handle anger? Not designed to carry it. And so we're carrying this thing. People, uh, lots of people are sick. Lots of people have stomach issues, all ulcers because of their anger. 
It doesn't matter how well you eat. It's what's eating you. I don't care if you ate organic food all day. I don't care if you did all of this. But if you're storing up anger, it's going to make you sick. It's, it's not, again, it's not what you eat, it's what's eating you. I want to show you this video real quick, how anger escalates really quick, and you get to see how tempers begin to fly. Go ahead and show that video real quick. <laughs> you see how it all blows up? Come on, guys, it was just a movie. You can laugh. You're all right. So, you know, our, our temper, our anger will cost us something. And especially, you know, you may gain something in the short term when you're angry, but in the long term, you're going to lose it. And lots of times in the short term, people will do what you want them to do because you're angry. You can manipulate a lot of things, but eventually you're going to pay the price for that. People are going to respond eventually and they're going to say, you know what? I'm not putting up with this anymore. I'm not going to deal with this kind of anger anymore. Because naturally, when people get angry, we get angry back. Naturally, when people get a man, we want to, we want to get back at people. And sometimes what children will do is, uh, is if you're always angry, they become apathetic. They go, I don't even care anymore. And then many of them begin to isolate themselves. And before you know it, nothing destroys relationships faster than anger. People are so angry at each other. Number three, if you're going to learn how to manage your anger, you've got to reflect before you react. In other words, you've got to think before you get... Uh, let me just say this. Put your mind in gear before you put your mouth in gear. Oh, you guys are quiet here this morning, so I must be, be preaching the right thing. So put your, put your mind in gear before you put your mouth in gear. Uh, our words... Uh, Really, what comes out of our mouth when we're angry can really cost you a lot of things. That's why you got to reflect before you respond. Proverbs 13, 16, it is foolish to respond impulsively to anything. In other words, the minute something hits a nerve, the minute something ticks you off, how do you respond? Do you uh, impulsively to respond? Do you just react at the first minute you hear something or do you think about it? Look at what the Bible says, Proverbs 29, 11, a stupid man gets free ring to his anger. A wise man waits and let it grow, grow, grow cool. In other words, he, he, he thinks about it. He's patient. He delays before he reacts. He reflects before he does anything. Uh, the greatest tool that we have when it comes to managing our anger is delay. You need to think first. Don't just fly off the handle. Don't just send the email right away. Don't just respond to people on Facebook right away. Think about it. Reflect. Is it worth it? Should you send that email? Should you respond that quick? Maybe you should wait a little bit. They said one of the presidents of the United States, Thomas Jefferson, he said, when you get angry, count to 10. That gives you a delay. He goes, if you're very angry, angry, count to 100. Some of you could use that. There's actual wisdom in that. Again, think about it. Chill out first. Relax. Calm down. My brother and I used to say, call me, call me. Remember, just calm down a little bit. Think about what you're going to say because uh, many times we can put our foot in our mouths. 
We're speaking, we're saying all kinds of things, we're, we're talking more than we're thinking. They say that the average man speaks 20,000 words a day. The average woman, that's what I'm just reading the statistics, speaks 30,000 words a day. So by the time you get home, your wife's got 10,000 more words to say. But, but they also say it could be, women say it could be because women have to repeat themselves so many times because men aren't listening. But that's another story. Yeah, so yeah look at that. I got the women going. I got to get the women on my side. So Ephesians 4, <laughs> Ephesians 4, 26, do not let the sun go down on your anger. In other words, don't carry ang- anger to the next day. That's what the scripture is saying. Don't let your anger turn into resentment. Don't let that resentment turn into bitterness because it begins to get in your heart. The best way you can do, if you're getting into a heated argument with your spouse or someone, you need, you need to chill out. Maybe you need to put some time out on yourself. Man, I need to, I need to cool down here because this is, this is getting too escalated. I'm not saying ignore the problem, but maybe you need to carry this conversation at another time because you are way, you need to analyze and think about what you're saying here. Proverbs 19.11, a wise man gives him patience. In other words, he's looking at and he's examining what he's saying before he's speaking it out. Maybe you ought to take some time to say, why am I so angry? Why am I letting this get to me? Three questions, again, ask yourself this. Number one, why am I angry? What's the problem here? What's the cause of this anger? Because uh, anger is just a symptom. You need to find out, why am I so angry? Why am I letting this get to me? Why am I letting this bother me? Number two, you need to ask yourself, what do I really want? Why am I arguing? What do I really want here? What is so unfulfilled that I'm arguing about it? And number two, how can I get it without being so angry? How can I get what I'm, I'm trying to convey here? Because there's a couple of things that happen when we get angry, and it's really rooted, number one, most of the reason why we get angry, it's rooted in hurt. We're hurt about something. Somebody hurt you. Somebody did something, and so that caused you to be angry. How many of you have ever, uh, you, 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 you're, you're trying to put a, a nail somewhere and you've hit your thumb. You ever done that? Your finger, oh man. You're not saying praise the Lord either. You're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and, and you get so angry. And what? You're angry at yourself. And, and, and some of what we, we throw the hammer. Like it, the hammer has something to do with it, you know? <laughs> I've seen guys, you ever gone golfing? You know, they're golfing. They, they just can't, you know what? They, they're throwing their clubs. They're breaking the club. Like the club, take responsibility, man. Not the club, it's you. You can't golf. I mean, it's going to be on. You're hurt at the wrong thing. Amen. And so what happens is we get hurt, and instinctively, our emotion is we get angry because we're hurt. And you're not thinking, you're not reflecting. Second thing, or the reason why we get angry is we're frustrated, we're irritated about something. 
Uh, either, you know, you, you're trying to get to work, man, and all of a sudden you weren't expecting it uh, to have a traffic jam. And so now you're irritated because you can't reach this place in time. You can't do something. You're frustrated and, and you get frustrated at people. And really what, the reason why we get frustrated many times, if you're a control freak, you always are frustrated and angry because you're trying to control everything. Can I just tell you something? You can't control everything. You can't even control the next moment. You don't know what's going to happen in the next moment. And so people that are always trying to control things, uh, you have to realize uh, things are out of your control. Do you, do you, just think about this. You didn't choose when you were going to be born. You didn't choose who you were going to be born to. You didn't choose when you were going to be born. And so all of these things, we're thinking we're in control. You're not in control of anything. And so we need to really think about before we get frustrated, before we allow this frustration to get a hold of us, we need to analyze what's going on here. You know, uh, if you, you know, you ladies have had a a baby, that first baby, it can be a challenge, especially when the baby doesn't want to stop crying. Like, what do I do? You know, and I'm thinking, I don't know, you know, I don't know what to do. And, 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 you know, it, you, you talk to women and they'll confess, man, sometimes they're angry at the baby because the baby won't get quiet and they realize the baby is just being a baby. And then they start feeling guilty because they were angry and upset. And, and all of a sudden they realize they've allowed their frustration. We get frustrated with our children trying to get them to obey and they're just being children. Children can be silly. How many know what I'm talking about? And we have to realize, man, I can't allow this to happen. Or the third reason we get angry is because we're fearful. We're feeling threatened. We're feeling attacked. It's getting to our insecurity. We're insecure about something. And so that fear is causing us to be angry. That fear about what this person is doing is causing us to be angry. And so we need to realize today there's a lot of things, friend, a lot of fears in our own life can cause us to be angry, can cause us to be upset. And this is where we need to really reflect here and say, okay, God, I need your help. Somebody say amen today. Well, you guys are quiet today, extra quiet today. The Bible says in Psalms 141, verse 3, Lord, help me to control my tongue. Help me to keep, be careful about what I say. Because the number one thing we do when we get angry is we mouth off, don't we? We just let, I mean, we become sewer mouth, man. Oh, my goodness. You, you didn't even realize how much junk you had in you. Some of the words that you say, some of the things that spill out, when you're angry and you've just allowed it to get a hold of your life and you're on and on. You ever met somebody, they just keep going and going like, shut up now. My goodness. I mean, you made your point. And they've just allowed, they just boom, boom. Have you ever seen people do that? I know there's nobody here. I'm just kind of using that as an illustration. Or, or what happens is, you know, people, uh, they get so angry. And especially, you ever met someone, a, 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 an angry drunk? The Bible says this, Proverbs 20, verse 1. Drinking too much makes you loud and foolish. It's stupid to get drunk. Oh, my gosh. Alcohol doesn't help you. Can I just tell you, there's nothing good in alcohol. Nothing. I don't know. There's there's nothing. There's nothing good about it. And especially if you have an anger problem, oh, my God, don't drink, bro. I'm going to tell you right now. You're, You're in a bad place right now. Number four. 
releasing our anger appropriately. I have to release it appropriately because we can express it in the wrong way. And again, I told you before, God does get angry over sin. God gets grieved over sin and it causes anger. Yeah, he, he grieves and is angry over child abuse, over rape, over all of racial prejudice, all of these things. It angers God. In fact, Ephesians 4.26, if you become angry, don't let your anger lead you into sin. So the scripture is telling us that there are moments in our lives today that are going to cause us to be angry, but we need to be angry over the most appropriately appropriate things, not the wrong things. Not the things that, that there are issues and things, man, that, that we just allow to get a, people are just, man, they, they, they carry their, their feelings on their sleeves. Just the first thing, man, they just want to get angry, want to get upset. It's amazing to me. Here's the myth that a lot of people believe is they, the, even this is called like what they call pop psychology and that everybody has this bucket of anger. And we carry this bucket and if you just take a moment, it's like a, a, a primal expression or exprim, primal, what do they call it, primal screaming. That you're going to just, there's going to be a session an hour and you're just going to scream in your room. You're going to holler. And all this anger, you know, that you carry in this bucket is just going to come out. And you're going to say, mm, I feel good. I've let it all out. And, and it's this primal uh, screaming, this pop psychology. Let me just tell you something about a- anger. You don't carry it in a bucket. Anger is manufactured. It, 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 so the bucket you just empty, guess what? It's got filled up again. Are you listening to me? So many times when we think we could just scream it out and it's all going to come out, I'll be honest with you, the more you scream it out, the more I think you're going to produce. I think anger, really, when you have that kind of aggression, it just produces more aggression. You say, well, I'm getting it off my chest. Well, I'm telling you, it's sticking to you. Proverbs or Psalm 15, verse 1, a gentle answer, quiet anger. But a harsh one stirs it up. So I think you're just stirring more stuff up. You're stirring more anger. You're stirring more wrath. So here's a couple of things that we begin to do. Listen to me. When it comes to anger, and a few things that I want to say not to do, don't suppress it. I'm not telling you this morning to stuff it and store it. I'm not saying to do that. I'm not saying, you know, it's like a, you, you could, it, it could be like a Coke bottle and, um, uh, man, I'm over here shaking this bottle here. I, would get, I, I need to seal it up again. But you ever had some Coke in a bottle and you stirred it up? And the moment you opened up, what happened? It sprayed all over the place. Why? Because it was stored there. Wasn't released. And so I think with our anger many times is we're storing it up. We're keeping it all inside. We're suppressing it. And therefore, it's harming your life. Now, I'll show you how to get it out of your life, but it isn't suppressing it. It isn't also repressing it, denying it, pretending not like that. I'm not angry. Ever met people? They're mad. They're fuming. Veins are popping out. Everything, horns are coming out. You know, you could just see their expression. I'm not angry. Bro, come on, man. You're fuming. 
I mean, you're just so mad. I'm not angry. You know, they're upset. And you could just tell uh, they're upset. You could just tell uh, uh, they're denying. They're, they're, they're basically repressing all of this anger. And when you, when you become that person, uh, when you're denying it, uh, it, you get into depression and all kinds of things. Uh, I, I want to just say to you that when we repress it, uh, when, when we keep it inside, uh, it destroys your life. And usually in marriage, I'm just going to tell you something. You've you, you got to learn how to control it. Can I just be honest? Two words that will help your marriage grow up. Grow up. I'm just going to be honest. You just grow up. Stop being so selfish. Just grow up. I, I, that's the best content I can give you right now. It's immaturity. You know, you, you, you're flying off the handle. You're repressing it. You're doing all of this thing. And, and, and I'll just tell you, don't, don't express it wrongly. That's most, what most people do. If they allow their expression, I'm just going to let it. And, and you get all sarcastic. You're like a black belt in sarcasm. You're just putting everybody down. You're getting mad. Your tongue becomes kung fu. It's chopping everybody, slicing everybody. Hot lava, I mean, you're pouring it all out and everybody's all mad and upset and the whole thing. But I believe what we're supposed to do with our anger is we're supposed to confess it to God. Confess it. That's how you get it out. Say, God, I'm, uh, I'm angry. I'm a, I need to confess it to you, Lord. I need some help. I'm frustrated. I can't control it. I don't know what's going on in my life right now. I'm allowing it to get a hold of me. And really, when you begin to confess it, God will begin to change the way you think. The healing takes place when you begin to change the way that you think. Change your thinking pattern. Change the way that you think. Because some of us this morning, we have to unlearn some things that we learned from our parents. Our parents, man, they, they, some of our parents, they, they, they were the wrong role models when it came to handling anger. And you're doing exactly what your parents done, what their parents done, what their uncle done, and everybody's just flying off the handle. And for four generations, everybody's continued to do that. Break the pattern. Change the way you think. Romans 12, 2 said, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. Don't follow. Don't do it. You know, in the world, tells you just, just get back at them. Uh, do this to them. And that's not what the Bible says. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but, be, but let God transform you into a new person by what? By changing the way you think. Change the way you think. Change it. Reflect. Look at it. Say, man, I'm, I'm a believer in Christ. I need God to help change the way, transform the way I think. Because the way you feel will determine the way you think, and the way you think will determine the way you act. God, I, I need you to change that. So, Proverbs 22, 24. Keep away from angry, short-tempered people, or you will learn to be like them. If you're not careful, we're spreading anger all over our home be careful who you hang out with be careful I'll, I'll tell you young ladies right now if you're dating an angry man if you're engaged to an angry man you need to stop right now your marriage is not going to heal him I'm not saying don't, don't marry him I'm saying you need to delay that, that's a, that right there that's the that's a, that's a, what do they call that uh a red flag, thank you, a red flag. Was that you that told me that? Red flag, thank you, son. It's a red flag. That, that alerts you right there. Say, hold on a second. This is a red flag. 
I, I need to put this on hold. You need to allow God to work in that person's life. There needs to be some repentance there. Because I'm telling you, the altar is not going to alter him. Only God can do that. Can you say amen? Only God can bring the healing in his life. And the last thing I want to just say to you, and we're going to close, is we need to ask God for help. How many of you want God to help you today with your anger? I believe God can. And the Bible says, Romans 15, 5, patience and encouragement comes from God. He said, I pray that God will help you uh, to agree with each other the way Christ wants you to. So I believe all of these things, God will begin to help us. God will begin to help our heart. He'll begin to help our mind, begin to help the way that we talk to people, the way that, the way that we think, the way that we approach things, our perspective. Don't let anger destroy your family. Don't let anger destroy your relationship. It costs way too much. You've worked way too hard to allow anger to get a hold of you. This is where we confess to God, say, God, I need you. Uh, Love is not easily angered today. So let's pray. Bow your heads right now. Father in heaven today, we thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you today, God, that uh, you love us. That you have grace for us, God. That, Lord, today, we know that, uh, God, uh, you're not happy with sin. We know, God, that the, the pain that sin causes angers your heart. But we also know, God, that when we confess it, that, Lord, you heal us. That, God, you forgive us today. And so, Father, your grace draws people to you. But the truth sets people free. And I pray today that people will be set free. That your word will set people free from this anger that can get a hold of us. This anger that can destroy our family. That destroys relationship. That destroys the people that are around us, God. That can destroy families and churches and nations. God, help us not to live our lives with anger in our hearts. But God, take that anger out of us. Help us to change the way that we think about it. That God, to give up our rights and to yield to the Holy Spirit. Father, reach across this building. As every head bowed, every eye closed right now. Just at this very moment right now. No one looking around. If you're in this room today and someone brought you here, you came on your own. I want to just tell you today that there's a God in heaven. He loves you. He cares about your life. Bible says we're all sinners and we all fall short of the glory of God and that the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life today and so there's the gift of salvation that he wants to give you today because he loves you and cares about you and so today you came today maybe you just came to visit maybe someone invited you but I'm here to tell you you don't realize it but you have an appointment with God today he loves you he cares about you wants to come in your life it doesn't matter what walk of life you come from any of those things today God's reaching out to you by his Holy Spirit and he cares about your soul he cares about your life and I don't believe you're here by coincidence I believe God brought you here maybe the message applied to you maybe it didn't but I'm just here to tell you that God cares about your life And so I don't know everyone in this room, but God does know. He knows who you are. He knows everything about you. He knows every detail of your life right now. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, you're in this room. You say, Pastor, I need God in my life. I need Jesus in my life today. 
I need to give my heart to Christ. I need God to forgive me. If there's anyone in this room right now, you say, you know what, that's me. With your head bowed, eye closed right now, you just raise your hand and say, you know what, Pastor, I need God in my life. Would you pray for me? If that's you, would you just raise your hand real quick and say, that's me. I'm not here to embarrass anyone right over here on my left. God bless you. Anybody else? This is the most important part of this service. We want to make sure today that you get your heart right with God because he cares about you. He does love you today. And all you have to do is just come to him. Say, I need the Lord in my life. Is there anyone else right now? Say, that's me. I need God in my life. I need Jesus in my life today. Just raise your hand right now all over this room. This young man here, God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Anybody else right now, whoever you are over here on my right, thank you. Thank you. Several people just being honest with God. This is the point of, of honesty. We're not here to shame you. We're not here to blame you. We're not here to do any of that. We're here to encourage you and let you know there's a God in heaven that cares about your life. And he can help you. If anyone can help you, God can. Is there anyone else right now? Right now, you'd be honest with God. Be honest with yourself. Say, I need the Lord in my life today. Raise your hand real quick. Raise your hand. Anybody else? Anybody else in this room? Man or woman, no matter who you are, God's reaching out to you today. If you're online, let us know today that you need God just post on there say I need the Lord in my life pray for me anybody else anybody else you, you raise your hand look up at me real quick somebody over here you raise your hand and over here and back over there can we pray for you today why don't we all stand together if you raise your hand would you would you just come here come to the front right here we're not here to embarrass you but we're gonna have some people meet you down here would you just make your way down here this young man somebody over here God bless you, sir. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming, man. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. And then, come on, we can clap. People getting saved. This young lady over here. How you doing? God bless you. God bless you. And so we're going to pray for all of you today. In fact, I want the church to help me pray with them. Why don't we all bow our heads and close our eyes? And I want you to just repeat this prayer. It's not the word that saved you. It's the attitude of your heart. I'll give you the word, but just mean it with all your heart, okay? Repeat this prayer. Don't say it in your mind, but speak it out, okay? Say, Lord Jesus, I believe you died for me and you rose again. I ask you, Lord, to come in my heart, to change my life, to forgive me of all my sins. Be Lord of my life. From this day forward, I will serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray right now. Father, we thank you for these lives. God, they've come to you today. They came into this house and in this place today. And I pray that you'll be Lord of their life this morning. I pray, God, today that they'll today be forgiven of all their sins that they pray God they would feel God and they would know in their heart that they've been forgiven and renewed Lord we thank you just keep praying for them they're going to lead us in a worship song guys so go ahead just lead us as we worship just a little bit out there thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount to stay connected with us follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount to give and support this podcast and ministry visit our website at reachparamount.com slash give.